We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. episode of Off the Carousel, we welcome on new North Texas head coach Ross Hodge. Ross Hodge was the uh, top assistant at North Texas as part of the NIT championship team this year, won an NCAA tournament game uh, in, in 2021, and has been one of the best mid-major programs in the sport. Exciting time for, for North Texas moving up to the Americans. So coach, appreciate you hopping on taking the time. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me. So you came with Grant McCaslin to North Texas. It's a program that had success in the past, but like you guys were inheriting a pretty big rebuild. Was there a point you realized like, Hey, we can build the type of program that this has become over the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, about that's where you got to give coach McCaslin, you know, so much credit, you know, he stepped on campus. Uh, we stepped on campus through his vision, you know, six years ago around this time, and uh, the first team meeting that that we had, he he told those guys, you know, that we're going to play for championships, we're going to compete for national championships, and um, you know, at the time, you got you got some interesting smirks and 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 uh, you know, even even I guess you'd say a little doubt from from that you know that initial roster, but uh. Even that first group, man, they started to turn the the corner late in that year, and we ended up winning the CBI um, our first year. And uh, you know that was that was a big deal to to compete and play for a championship. And you know each year the belief grew, and um, you know you gotta give, like I said, you gotta give Coach McCaslin a ton of credit, man, for for getting not only the players but the administration, everyone around the whole program to believe that we can do this and and uh you kind of have to be in that mindset before you actually do it and um you gotta give him a lot of credit for that yeah I, north texas has won or won 20 games or more every year under under grant mccasland except for the year you won an NCAA tournament game that was the COVID year oh, with the shortened yeah. season um i guess how do you build a program with that much consistency especially in this day and age with so much roster turnover um, you know, you do it with people, you do it with people. And we had so many, uh, tremendous, uh, people in place, you know, like our first year here, like James Miller, who recently got promoted to associate head coach at Mississippi state. He he'll be a head coach shortly. Uh, Jareem Dowling who's over at K 
Kansas State now, and then you know uh, Matty B and AC. Both those guys are at Tech with Coach Coach Mack now, and um, Andre Shaw and our GAs, and you know really, uh, you you know you start with with people and um, kind of get a group of people that love working, love being around each other, love serving each other, and that you know trickles down to your players, you know, and really tried to focus on getting guys in here that just love to play, love to win, want to work, uh, want to serve each other, want to serve the community, want to do it together. And, and, um, you know, with, with all that said, then you, you know, you get a couple special guards like, you know, JV on Hamlet and, and Tyler Perry, and that certainly helps your cause too. But so, so many players, uh, through that time period, Zach Simmons, Roosevelt Smart, um, Thomas Bell, James Reese, Dangu. I mean, too many to even Mardrez McBride, J.J. Murray. I mean, just top to bottom, you know, you got a group of guys that really, really wanted to win um, above all. What has made you guys so successful at kind of identifying these under-the-radar guards, right? You mentioned Javion and Tyler Perry in particular. I mean, those have been – not just two of the best guards in kind of the mid-major realm, but two of the best guards in college basketball uh, in their respective seasons. Um, how, how, how do you go about finding those type of gems in this day and age, especially, you know, those, those were both Juco guys, right? It's obviously everyone wants to hunt portal, portal, portal. Like how do you guys find the guy that slips through the cracks that becomes, you know, truly an elite player at this level? Yeah. I mean, so much of it is like anything else. It's relationships. You know, and when when you are trusting uh, relationships that you've built and you get to kind of peek behind the curtain, so to speak, and find out what was what these guys were really made of and what what really motivated them, what made them tick, the amount of work that they put in. Um, they had always won. You know, if you look at look at both those guys, they had won in high school. They'd won in junior college. Uh, both of them went to Hutch. Um, you know, and then you just you hear how how important it is to them and how how willing they are to work and grow and put the actual work in. Now, do do, do you ever take guys like that and know that they're going to be, you know, MVPs of the league and first team all conferences? No, you know, a lot goes into that, including the teammates they play with. But the one thing that you knew about like both those guys and what we've also tried to model with the other players that we've brought in with them and before them was like, they really, really uh, love basketball and they want to work and uh, they're not afraid to struggle. You know, we had a lot of struggles early in those years, even with those guys, you know, Javion's first year here, we were, we were six and eight to start that year, two and five to start the year and own one in league. And, ended up winning the championship in 2020. So, you know, there's a resolve and a character component that that is uh, definitely part of evaluating players, you know, that that they can go through struggles, will show up the next day, will put the work in, won't blame people, will take accountability, and through the work and the confidence, uh, you know, you see the end result. So take me back through this past March and, and early April where, you know, there was a lot of kind of reporting that Coach McCaslin was going to go to Texas Tech. You guys were still playing and competing for a championship. 
I think there was probably this expectation that you would be the guy whenever that move, if that move did happen. Um, but how stressful a time was that? How did you manage that in your locker room? Obviously, you you were able to, to still win the NIT, and it's an incredible accomplishment. Um, just how did you guys deal with all the outside noise and the potential for change in the future as you were trying to com- you know complete something that was you know such a such a big deal at North Texas? Yeah, you know it's funny is I've 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 shared this with a couple other people prior, and like the only the only weird part about that whole experience was how was how unweird it actually was and how normal it felt through it um and you know certainly wasn't the first time that we've spent a spring with uh you know kind of coaching rumors surrounding coach McCaslin like a, a lot of our players had had been through that before as well and then as you know um there's always with the portal now there's always like a certain level of like when it gets to the last couple weeks of the season there is like this weird cloud of uncertainty that that hangs over I think every team nowadays and so like the last few years and even this year like we've really tried to preach to our guys like hey man we'll we'll worry about what's next when it's time to worry about what's next but that's not that's not where the time is right now it's and um you got to give again you got to give coach McCaslin so much credit you got to give our players credit they they loved each other we genuinely were just enjoying the the now like we were enjoying our our meetings and our walkthroughs and our shoot arounds and our team meals and being on the bus and maybe there was a little bit of a feeling of like hey man this this could this could be it. So maybe that added a little more like just enjoyment for the moment. But um, again, you know, and it's different. You're, you're in, you're in the media space and um, you know, for us, it happens fast. You know, you're like, you, you get beat in your conference tournament and then you're playing in the NIT on Tuesday. Then you're playing Sunday. Then you're in Stillwater on Tuesday. Then it slowed down a little bit, but we were still going to Vegas that weekend and for us, you know, we're waking up, you're going to breakfast, you have like an hour, then you go to, you're watching film, then you may have an hour and a half, then you're going to shoot around. So we're, we weren't just kind of sitting around scrolling through, you know, the coaching rumors on, on Twitter. Like we, we had a mission and a purpose and you gotta, you gotta give our players so much credit, man. They were just dialed in and, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a neat deal to experience for sure. Did some of that uncertainty make it hard to recruit in the portal in that month, right? I remember a lot of guys were trying to figure out, like, how much can we recruit? We're still playing, right? You had this added level of, like, this kind of coaching uncertainty. I, I guess I wondered, did, did, did you feel like you guys were playing catch-up once you finally were done with that and you became the head coach and it was like, all right, like, it's April, we got to fill a roster. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a little bit, um, but it's certainly a good problem yeah. to have, you know, and it certainly did have to kind of explain the process to like, you know, some some parents or, or uh, you know, people that we were recruiting, like, man, you know, you guys kind of jumped in late. And it's like, well, our our season just ended like a week ago. And some some people's seasons ended a month ago. And that's not a shot at anybody, but that was the reality. So yeah, they had a they had a full, a full head head start, and um, yeah, it was, 
um you know once it became fairly obvious that coach mac probably you know was going to be the head coach at texas tech um you know after after uh the the buzzer went off you know there was a little time period where there was uh some uncertainty but i give you know jared mosley and um President Smostrix here at, at at North Texas, they moved really quickly with it and tried to eliminate as many as many days of uncertainty as there as there was, you know, and give them a lot of credit for that. And that was probably a big part in helping us uh, maintain a good portion of our own roster. That was that was key, you know. Um, obviously, this is your first Division One head coaching opportunity, but you were a, a JUCO head coach for six years and. Your your win loss record, which I think is probably as good as anyone in the active coaching world of 146 and 24, uh, that'll that'll work. Uh, what did you learn though from that experience and being a head coach, running your own program, and how has that helped you with the the early transition here? You know, I was I was uh, got the opportunity to be the head coach at Paris Junior College when I was 25, and um, got some really good advice from from people that I respected at that time that just to just to kind of be yourself, you know, and I, and obviously I was a young coach at that time. You no, know, Hey, don't, don't try to feel like you got to start acting like you're a 40 year old coach or you can't be, um, you know, I had the, I had the the blessing and privilege to play for and work for a lot of really good coaches. You know, my high school coach, coach Bishop in Dallas, you know, won a national championship at Dallas Lincoln and then Sam Walker at Texas m commerce is the winningest coach in the history of that school coach Foy won a national championship at Paris junior college but um you know I couldn't be any of those guys you know I kind of had to be myself and and through through that your players would um be able to understand that hey like this this is a he's being a real person right here he's not trying to be somebody else and um you know so that was that was a, a really good piece of advice that I've tried to carry out through throughout my coaching career and um you know dealing with the expectations like I said I mean even though it was junior college you know uh smaller scale you could say it wasn't a smaller scale to me you know certainly not anybody it's not a smaller scale to anybody that's coached at that level or been at that level and I mean the the Texas Eastern Athletic Conference and the WAC Jack I mean there's Hall of Famers I mean I was coaching against Mark Adams you know in the whack jack and steve green and scott jernander and i mean just hall of fame juco coaches um you know and and really in a weird way it's probably helped shape the climate of college basketball now nowadays with the portal and the roster turnover well that was that's something that's very comfortable for junior college coaches they're used to maybe putting together a roster of nine ten new players every year so I uh, think that's served us well in our time here um, and hopefully it certainly helps serve me moving forward with that same type of mindset, being comfortable and taking a group of players that maybe are coming together for the first time and really trying to accelerate them through the process of coming together, being connected, playing for a bigger purpose and helping them, uh, you know, like run a, it's like running a marathon at a sprinter's pace, you know, so um definitely think those lessons can help now more than ever 
Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional bases for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are known as kind of the defensive mastermind for North Texas under Coach McCaslin. You've been top 50 in defense each of the past three years on Ken Palm. Can you kind of take us through some of the principles that have allowed you to be so successful on that end of the floor in particular? Yeah, I think, um, you know, four years ago now, um, 
the year that Texas Tech lost to Virginia in the national championship. Um, we we probably watched that game uh, five hundred times that summer as a staff, and we had been really good. We won twenty games at Arkansas State. We won twenty games our first year here. Won the CBI. The next year we, we had the best start in school's history, but we got hurt at the end of the year, and we were kind of trying to evaluate in that summer how can we go from being good to great. And um, you know we. Coach McCaslin had coached against Mark Adams for five years when he was at Midland. I coached against him for two. So we know what it felt like playing against his defensive style. And so we were, and then we were watching it play out in real time right down the street at Lubbock. And so, you know, again, you got to give credit to Coach Mack. Coach Mack was like, hey, like, go down there. And, and uh, Coach Adams and Coach Beard were incredible. Like they allowed me to go down there and and they go down there and spend some time and learn it and study. And so that year is when we kind of made the wholesale change to shift away from we were kind of like a bend but don't break defense, but wanted to have a little more dictate where we wanted the ball and just be a little harder to play against. And um that was that was when we've kind of made that change and and made some changes to to our offense philosophy as, as well. Cause I tell everybody all the time, this isn't football. You don't you don't play defense and then run off the field and get some water and then the offense runs on the field. Like you're they they play offense and defense. So it is all tied in together. And we took a holistic approach. And you know, again, obviously uh maybe the implementation of it and maybe some of the bigger decisions fell on my lap but like like again coach Brower who's on coach Mac staff is an incredible coach and even coach coach McCaslin and AC Jareem before him and Andre Shaw and Louis I mean everybody was had their hand in trying to figure out how to stop people um with that, I think has come a lot of questions about the pace you guys play. You guys were one of the slowest, if not the slowest team in the country, uh, or at least you were under under Coach McCaslin. Is that something you anticipate kind of continuing because of that kind of complementary basketball with, with the defense? Or do you think you'll pick up the pace a little bit as head coach? Well, we'll probably have to pick up the pace a little bit, mainly because our best returning players are, are faster and want to play with a little more uh, pace and tempo and to their strengths and um you know when like like Javion and, and Tyler Perry and and uh Zach Simmons and and Abu those were your 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 better players your best players some of the best players in the conference so you you wanted to play to their strengths and um they were obviously two of the best point guards in the entire country, but neither one of them were like freak athletes, you know? And so they dictated, they were very comfortable with the ball in their hands and they played at a comfortable pace. And um, with that being said, like Ruben Jones, Aaron Scott, uh, some of the incoming players, like, you know, Jason Edwards that we, they were recruiting and signed and John Bugs and uh, Moolah Sissako, even our big, like he's probably the fastest player on our team at, at, at a returning, you know, he was our starting senator in the NIT. So I think naturally you you play to your roster strengths. And with that being said, I mean, we're not going to, you know, just come down and start firing crazy shots. But I do think 
we can use our defense to turn offense quicker, you know, and and use some of our, you know, turn convert turnovers and just play with a little more, a little more pace. But at the end of the day, you know, you're always trying to evaluate the best way to win, win basketball games and the best teams can play different ways, you know? So some games you may want to play with a little more pace. Some games, if you're going, you know, we're in the Charleston classic and you're playing, I don't know who, I mean, that's a great field. Maybe, maybe it's not best to get on a floor and run up and down with St. John's. I don't know. I'm just hypothetically speaking without knowing their roster or even the rest of ours. But um, I do think we'll have to play with a little more pace. Um, <clears throat> with the transition up to the American, obviously some other schools in your league are are, are doing it with you, but with that comes probably a slightly different level of, of, of recruit you need, maybe a little different level of resource. Like how has that transition been at the same time of becoming a head coach? And, and has that changed anything for you guys in terms of what you're looking for in recruiting or, or the feedback you're getting from kids in recruiting? I mean, definitely uh, more you're, you're, you're able to engage, you know, at a, at, with some more uh, athletes and, recruit players that maybe you couldn't prior but we've been recruiting really good players the last four or five years you know and you look at um making the move to the american i mean us uab fau rice um you know charlotte won the cbi i mean so it's it's um you know we've we've had a pretty high level of of player you know and i still think now that it it does pique more interest when you're making the move to the American and the opportunities are going to present it maybe to increase it from a one bid league to a two or three bid league. But um, for what you're, you know, for what we feel wins um, hasn't changed a lot. You know, you're still looking for players that, you know, have a chip on their shoulder that have something to prove that love to work, love to be in the gym, uh, you know, want to be a part of a team. So it hasn't, hasn't changed a lot in what we're looking for, but it has piqued other people's interest knowing that the move to the American is coming. All right. Last question for you. You know, you're, you're a Dallas native. You've been a Texas Juco coach. You've been in the state of Texas for a good portion of your career. How cool is it to, to get your first division one head job at North Texas in Denton in the Dallas area? Like, what does that mean to you? Man, it's it's hard to even put into words, honestly. It's like, you know, um, growing up, like I said, growing up in the Dallas Metroplex area and coming here and playing like way, way back, you know, in the in the late 90s when I was in high school and playing in the Great American Shootout, which at the time there was only, you know, now there's an AU event every other weekend. Like then there was only a couple during the summer and the great American shootout was like the apex of, of Texas. It was like the Kingwood classic was in Houston. Great American shootout was up here and you'd have every team and it was here on campus and, you know, playing in the PE building and the pit and then coming back, even the first recruiting event I ever recruited the first when when I finished my GA being a GA at commerce and met coach Foy at Paris junior college and in this parking lot, like right across the street from the pit and put on the Paris junior college polo, you know, and actually recruited 
the first place I ever recruited was on this campus. Um, so that was, so yeah, you start thinking about all that and it really is kind of hard to even your mind hard to even process it, you know? So it's, it's incredible, super thankful, super fortunate. Um, and like I said, there's been a lot of, a lot of players all through, you know, commerce, Paris, Midland, Southern Miss, Colorado state, Arkansas state, and coaches along the way that are all a part of this. Well, we're, we're, we're rooting for your success. Hopefully, uh, hopefully continue what has been one of the best, I think best programs in college basketball here over the last six years. So, uh, coach Hodge, appreciate you taking the time and good luck in your, your first year. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. And all you do for college hoops, man.